In the words of the legendary Lou Gellerman, hello dog fans and welcome to the Sound the Siren podcast because everything matters including a a look back at probably the most tumultuous topsy-turvy week in the long uh, 100 plus year history of Husky football. Uh, I am your host Hooligan7, signed in this evening as uh, Hooligan Big Fishin'. Uh, I'm joined tonight by DJ K. Woody. We may be joined by our friend uh, Hood Husky, but DJ, how are you doing tonight, bud? Well, about as good as I can for a Husky fan, but feeling optimistic about the future. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so without uh, further delay, we can we can go in and talk about it. We're not going to do a, a big recap on the national championship game. We all know what happened. It didn't go our way. We didn't bring our A game, and uh, yeah, that's that. Uh, obviously, shortly thereafter, we saw uh, Coach DeBoer take uh, what, in my what in my view, is the easy route. Um, and, uh, you know, spread some crocodile tears with a, (laughs) you know, a completely inane goodbye message to his players. Um, my whole philosophy, and I'm sorry, I'm not going to be pulling for coach DeBoer at Alabama. That's just not in my DNA. The way he left the, how long that that looked like it was on the table. Um, the, the hemming and hawing and all of it, it's just, Okay, if you want to go and like, yes, I know it's not going to be easy to follow, you know, the greatest college football, one of the greatest, if not the greatest college football coach of all time. That's a challenge. Um, But uh, for me, and and I've shared the gif a number of times, but uh, I have to go back to the Jimmy Dugan quote from A League of Their Own, that it's supposed to be hard. If it was easy, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. Um, and for me, the way I'm wired, I have so much more respect for somebody that wants to build something or, or, you know, in the case of Washington, build something that once got that, you know, can reach that pinnacle and has been at that pinnacle, but doesn't have all of the institutional resources of an Alabama or, and not even the institutional resources, it's the inherent geographical resources of playing in the SEC. Um, so yeah, uh, War Damn Eagle. Uh, DJ, what do you think? Yeah, War Damn Eagle for sure. Uh, well, first off, uh, before we get, I get into that, stupid tweets we're we doing that this week? Uh, yeah, we can do some stupid tweets if you've got, if you've got some. Well, um, I don't, I don't got free. one. I got thousands. And it's all <laughs> of us Husky fans praising DeBoer the last couple of years. I mean, rightfully so, during the time. And... <laughs> Saying he the next Don James or whatever we're saying, not we were all wrong. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, that, those did not age well. <laughs> no, they did not. <laughs> if if they were wine, those tweets turned to vinegar in a damn hurry. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any specific ones, but just shout out to all. I mean, I I had some. I know that for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I was already doing some. You can call it capping for next year and that we're going to be, you know, the, the system. And mm-hmm. I think we would have been just fine with with that system. Um, but anybody that, that thinks that um, I will say that there's definitely some tweets out there that, you know, oh, Kalen's leaving Washington in a better place than than he found it. And I'm like, no, he's leaving Washington with a better past season's record than he found it. But and mm-hmm. well the staff I think was very good and I was very I'm very excited about a number of players or most of the the class that had been signed we'll see how many of them stick um it was very much a very 
our previous staff was very much evaluate and find some diamonds in the rough kind of an approach, not necessarily a, hey, we're going to just, hey, we're Washington and we should be in fights with USC and Oregon for recruits and, and win our fair yeah. share of them because that was not the staff's MO. I mean, to their credit, they, uh, they did find some diamonds in the rough. They, they got did. some good guys. But, yeah, that's that's also kind of like the easy way out, kind of what he's doing instead of trying to win some recruiting battles with some big programs. Like, yeah, let's just go find these guys where they're not going to have that same competition for other schools for these recruits. And, yeah, that's, that's just the way they go about things. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see the, the cultural clash. Um, what I will yeah. say, and you know, and I think, uh, and here's hoping the Jolly Postman, uh, with his tweet, uh, proves not to that that proves not to be a stupid tweet when he tweeted out that Jed Fish is about ninety five percent the X's and O's coach of Coach DeBoer and about five hundred and thirty two percent the recruiter. Um, I think that I, I'm certainly hoping to see that bear fruit. And if I were our um, feathered friends to the south, if if Jed is even in the you know, 90 to 95 percent, you know, percentile of what we had from a, a game day coach or, a, you know, a game week coach to what we had with the previous staff. Um, I would not feel great if I was a, a mallard no. um, because Jed is <laughs> going to recruit the holy shit out of this place. Um, and and, you know, a lot of divorce success was built on tail end of the Peterson era class. I mean, like, I think it was uh, Faha Tuitui-Tele that shared the, the 2019 Leap class. Oh, my goodness. Also, <laughs> like, and it still hurts my heart. Like, can you imagine having a Leatu Latu on this team this past year? Yeah. Honestly, like, if we, had, we ha- if we had Latu on this team this past year and a healthy Dylan Johnson, somebody else's... That that trophy's got a different home. <laughs> yeah, Puka too. I mean, I know he's in the league this year, but he was in that picture too. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, Puka, yeah, yeah. Just an insane amount. Um, and I think that that's kind of the standard that we should ultimately expect from from the fish staff. Uh, you know, in that top fifteen, you know, flirting with the top ten conversation. And this was the point that I tried to make to Duck fans. It's not that recruiting isn't important of course recruiting is important but it's not the only thing that's important because if you can develop and and even with the previous staff if you look at the average recruit rankings like Oregon was signing bigger classes and so they were having higher rated classes but like our average like individual recruit ranking wasn't that far off or and certainly wasn't that far off relative to the players that were departing um prior obviously to all the portal entries due to the coaching change but we're going to be just fine. Yeah, and then going off what you're saying, uh, oh yeah, I'll get to my DeBoer thoughts in a second right after I say this. But yeah, uh, if that, whoever said that about Fish being 95% of the X's and O's and whatever, way more percentage of the recruiter, shoot, I'll take even like 80, 85. I mean, I'll obviously like want more, but if it was that yep. 80, 85 with better recruits and players, yeah, watch out. Uh, so I'll take that. But, as long yeah, as they're, yeah. I mean, and there are going to be some, you know, some diamonds and some system yeah. fits that, like, that you still have. Like, I'm not going to say just just recruit the what the you know the 24 set the recruiting services say are the best classes because how many five star busts have we seen? 
I mean, I, I will mm-hmm. let's give sure. our feathered friends a, a shout out for the first time since 1972. They likely have a first a receiver coming out of their program that will go in the first round of the NFL draft. Yeah, he has a good chance. I mean, he's not no guarantee, but yeah, I mean, that could, this could be the year finally. <laughs> could be the year. It's 51 yeah. years. That's that's wild. <laughs> All right, I'm uh, old my... and I wasn't alive <laughs> the last time it happened, so. <laughs> My my DeBoer thoughts. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, probably with the rest of Husky Nation, I was pretty devastated for a couple of days. Honestly, it was even I felt like I was even a little bit more devastated then than like after the national championship because uh, I was very proud of our team having a successful year. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it was a bummer we lost, but I was ready to like move on and celebrate and like celebrate with the players and our fans and each other. Like, because that's only two teams get that far. And so, uh, I mean, I don't want to have like one of those, you know, you lose, but I still feel good, but like, I felt good about the year. So, and it sucks that we, Mm -hmm. that's one of the things it sucks. We can't, we can't celebrate that because the board left us a few days later and we're in shambles and also scrambling to find our next coach. And so it's a bummer. We couldn't, uh, Silver season a little bit more, but yeah, very disappointed with how how it all went down. I um, mean, I understand Alabama is Bama, high caliber job, uh, but he shown that he could win a national championship here with us. We took us a national championship this year, obviously, and so he is taking the easy way out. So that's that mm-hmm. part is frustrating. Uh, it's frustrating then- how it went. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and that like our, and unlike decades past where our administration wasn't stepping up to get things done at every turn, our administration was pushing to get things done, to give him better resources. And let's not forget Mm -hmm. that a lot of the reason that we weren't fighting for high school recruits to the same level until he had this great epiphany was to Kalen DeBoer himself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And we're moving to the Big Ten. We're going to a great conference, and that's not a, like Pac-12. Like you know, that could be a factor of some decisions. Uh, yeah, another thing is like, okay, he's not going there for a big raise. He's, I mean, he would have got paid more staying here, according to reports. Uh, about nine and a half million was the offer. Uh, the, some reports it could have been a little bit more. We could have gone to maybe around ten. But I think he's getting top eight, eight salary in the country. Yeah, eight and a half at Bama. So it's well not for the money, uh, and. Yeah, it's disappointing that the report's saying that this has kind of been in the works for a while through his agent. Uh, like, you know, and it's not a coincidence that Saban retired two days after the national championship. Like, they, he knew what he was doing. They probably knew, like, they had DeBoer as a successor. And, you know, they didn't want to be without a coach. So he didn't want to retire or, like, announce his retirement earlier and, without a coach for several weeks right until DeBoer retired or not retired up uh ended a season so yeah that that part's disappointing and how it went out with like the little speech of just not fully coming out and saying basically how he felt it felt fake uh if you, anyone's listened to youtube uh it was not sincere at all and let it drag on unlike fish Yep, I agree. Ran into a little bit of a uh, 
technical difficulty, but uh, DJ, I know you still had uh, at least one kind of final uh, point that you wanted to make about the DeBoer departure. Yeah, um, I mean, honestly, I can go on about this, but I'm going to wrap it up. Like, the last thing is, like, yeah, another thing that, you know, is kind of shitty about the situation is, like, you know, we kind of touched on a little bit, but, like, the recruiting and, like, how the the future of the program, like, they for next year, I mean, obviously, they're bringing a lot of guys, but, uh, yeah, we didn't – we lost all of our best players to the NFL, uh, and so – it wasn't going to be necessarily a rebuild because we still had good coaches that were going to be good. But, uh, yeah, he left us at a worse place than uh, when he came in. And that's one of the things he was preaching about not doing is leaving. I forgot what's the exact quote, but leaving the place better than when he came or yeah. something like that. And meanwhile, he's full on raiding our roster. Yeah. And our recruits and all that. And he even said in the video or, or whatever speech, like he, which is, it was weird. He was like, Oh, I want to, I like you guys like to beat us or something. I don't know. Something weird along those lines. And, but well, he's now trying to get all the, all of our best guys that we had left, even though majority of them already gone to the NFL. So yeah, that just makes it not a good situation for a new coach. Um, but I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk about him a little bit, but I am optimistic. Yep. I'm also a, kind of like a let it let it play out kind of thing too. Uh, see yep. how it is. It's very early stages. Got a lot to work on, but yeah. So I am looking forward to the future, regardless yep. of uh, how things have gone the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm certainly encouraged. I'm I'm very impressed. I think let's talk about the. Um, I would give, you know, certainly full marks and an, and an A grade to Troy Dannon with how he handled the search and how quickly he moved and identified the right candidate in his mind and that, you know, we stepped up and we're, we're showing that we're serious. I think the, the podcast of champions, mm-hmm. you know, talked about it and there is a tiered structure. Alabama is a blue blood as much as we wish it was different. They are. And it's one of the jobs yeah. that we're probably always going to be prone to losing a coach to um, for our I mean, that's who Washington loses coaches to. That's the only programs that Washington loses coaches to that want to continue coaching. To USC, who we lost somebody to USC who had a significant history coaching there. Right. That's that's a little different. In 1960, we lost a coach to Texas, and we lost our coach to Alabama. We're not losing them to some program that no one's ever heard of like let's or even a program that's been down for 15 years that had a history like these are top tier programs when washington loses a coach but also we now have had three external searches at the university of washington that have largely ended up with washington hiring you know maybe you know i don't think DeBoer was maybe the first choice but we certainly got that higher, right? <laughs> you yeah. can't go back and look at the 21-21 search and say, and, hey, we should have hired somebody else and somebody else would have done a better job than, than they did right. while they were here. Uh, and and he, wasn't, he wasn't way down the list. I mean, I know with us, like we we talked about this before we got hired. There's a couple guys that maybe unrealistic yep. that we kind of wanted. But at least with me and I think you and somebody else on the pod, like DeBoer is like our number one guy that was kind of like more realistic, realistic yep. and – yeah, that's that's what we got. So it's definitely a great yeah. hire at the time. And then you know, and certainly the higher the, the external hire that preceded that was Chris Peterson. Like you cannot yeah. there was not a coach on the market that was a better 
Like it was like what what happened with Junior Chichamarcus. It was in this instance USC took our coach and we went out and hired a better one. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then in this instance, Jed Fish is, is was absolutely the right um the right guy at the time um relative to to you know other than waiting on potentially somebody from the NFL that would be starting from scratch like right you know right place right time this guy can recruit he signed five star Tedero McMillan off of a 1 and 11 season at Arizona you sign a five star at Arizona you can recruit mhm yep <laughs> plain and simple and now with the resources that are and the point that I'm trying to make is that it is very clear that our administration is demonstrating that we are serious about competing at a very, very high level and being competitive and competing for, you know, championships in the big 10 and doing what, you know, in Motley futures and everybody that's involved in the NIL program, the community is stepping the F up. Um, And it's a great time to be a Husky fan from that standpoint. Um, I'm really excited to see what a staff that cares about recruiting as the staff clearly does can do with that um, yeah yeah with for that sure. kind of support uh yeah it was definitely i mean in most of our opinions the best hire we can make on paper for sure i mean who knows what exactly happens in the future but on paper like this was the best hire we can make given the situation uh yep. i mean he even if it was in early december which is normally when these hires take place or late november uh he still would have been up there as one of the best candidates uh that we can get them maybe there might have been a couple others that could have been but yeah this this was definitely if how often is it like with a fan base they want a certain guy especially with UW, and we actually get that guy it's like it doesn't happen mm-hmm. <laughs> too often because we're all like hoping for that i can think of twice to my recollection yeah <laughs> yeah we, we, are, we all wanted pete yeah but i think what i mean I, I didn't think it was that realistic realistic to get pete back then uh even though i definitely yeah definitely wanted him i'm sure everyone else did but i thought he was going to be the type that wanted to stay there so yeah i mean that was another instance i guess too but it doesn't happen too often at least for us <laughs> so yeah that was kind of funny I, I will say to mitigate i know one of the fears is that he could leave like i would worry more about the nfl with jet if he has a successful yeah. season next year than florida florida's still paying their buyout for their previous coach if they fire billy napier they're going to be paying that buyout and, that and that like you're going to be paying three buyouts plus a, a nine, uh, you know, at nine or ten million dollar salary to bump up above what he's making at Washington. Florida's got a lot of money. I don't know that they've that got that kind of money. Yeah, Texas and Oregon and Phil, with Phil Knight might be like the only ones that might be having that type of money. So, yeah, I don't see that either. Yeah, it'd definitely be NFL, my guess. Uh, but uh, to some extent, that takes winning and. Yeah, And I think to, a, to some extent, I think we're comfortable with, you know, some of, I think we're getting comfortable with the mercenary aspect of this. And it's like, okay, come here, win, we'll pay you well to do it. And then hand it off to the, you know, whoever's next. Yeah. I think it's important to like have a su- successor on staff. Like if that does happen, I mean, not saying we have to go with that person, but has a, has a good option if we like potentially have a good team the next year to retain guys. And if they are a promising coach, so I think that's important to kind of set that up. I don't know if that's going to be Carol. Yeah, it, all, or, it all kind of yeah, it depends yeah. on the context of, of what happens. I actually yeah. probably think that given all of that and the resources that were put into play, like, yes, he's moved around a lot, but a lot of how Jed has moved around is has been an assist, as an assistant coach, and that's just what happens, particularly in the NFL. 
I, I think that if we can get things rolling and he has, you know, a little bit of success next year, I think it honestly is like, if we have an eight win season next year, I think there's going to be a little bit more like, Oh, we can still build on this. Yeah, I think so too. And but, I mean, like he's definitely has more energy than DeVore too already. And like way better talker, not saying DeVore was bad, but like, I remember a lot of Cook fans when we had DeVore as coach, they're like, Oh, he's such a boring guy. And I'd be like, I don't know if it's like just because he's our coach. I'm just going to talk about shit, and I think that's going to yeah. be fun. Yeah, like, I know. I mean, <laughs> and I will say, like, I actually, like, I will give credit to the team down south that, like, Lanning knows how to play the game. Like, For sure. In all yeah. aspects. Like, the guy knows how to play the game. I think we have a coach that wants to play the, you know, play the recruiting game, play the shit-talking game, play all of that. And that's going to be fun for this rivalry. Yeah, uh, it is. So, uh, I mean, I think obviously, and, and we can talk about it as, you know, as, you know, everybody that's predicting doom and gloom for next season, there's so much that's let, let yet to be determined about, you yeah. know, there's still another portal window. Will Rogers could decide that he wants to stay and he's under center. I think one of the things that if, you know, if you do end up having to start, whether it's Damon Williams, whether it's Numeric, I will say, you know, kind of to transition into the recruiting conversation with Fish, um, this room is starting to set up really nicely. Like as it is, um, if you have a healthy Cam Davis, Cam Davis and Jonah Coleman is a damn, damn damn good one-two punch oh yeah um obviously you need to to fill out you know and fill some holes on the offensive line and we'll see what happens there and d-line um, yeah that's uh, that's what worries me the most is getting some o-line and d-line players uh but i, I but think we'll be fine on the back end and s- some skill positions hopefully we can get hunter to stay the cal transfer mm-hmm. um maybe we get another wide receiver but i feel like getting wide receivers isn't that hard i mean I'm not talking about like the Rome tights, but uh, gotta... <laughs> what's that? I mean, we we're not like, and even before, like if if the the coaching staff hadn't changed, I'm like, okay, yeah, the you know Hunter, Denzel, and Jeremy were not going to be Jalen, Jalen, and Rome because no. nobody is Jalen, Jalen, and Rome. Like those happen very, very rarely. But just because they're not Jalen, Jalen, and Rome doesn't mean that they're dog shit. No, like if no. you get eighty to eighty-five, eighty to ninety percent of that production, or seventy to eight to ninety to seventy to eighty-five percent of that production, you can still have a very functional offense. And then, in combination with a beefed-up ground game, where you've got two players that have proven that they can play when healthy, in Coleman and Cam Davis. Let alone if we can, you know, pick up maybe one more. I know certainly uh, our buddy Stein is is real high on Rashad Amos out of um, who's been playing at Miami of Ohio. I'd love to see him jump into the the boat. Uh, be another fish that jumps into the boat for mm-hmm. fish. Yeah, if I can, <laughs> um, yeah. We'll never see uh, for Stephen Trail at of, of those three at Washington ever again, probably because they're that elite. I mean, we could, but at least not anytime never soon. Never say never that, with the way this staff recruits. Yeah, yeah. But those three guys, like the plays they made every single game, was just mm-hmm. jaw dropping, insane. Yeah, special. Truly, truly special. And like saying that we could see it again, or like I, I don't expect it that we'll see it again, but it, you still can be very, very, very yeah. good. Yep, like we're close and, to it. Yeah. I, mean, I, I agree. Some of the guys that we're in on or that are the previous staff was recruiting, and I don't expect would that this staff will stop recruiting and even if, if not even harder. Um, 
mm-hmm. there's still going to be some talent in that room. And I, I still like in this offense, you know, Rashid, it sounds like, um, you know, I think Rashid Williams said he's going to stick around. I certainly hope that the justice Williams and Jason Robinson stick around. You know, I certainly would yeah. hope that Denzel sticks around. I hope that Jeremiah Hunter sticks around. Like you could still have a very good receiving crew. But what I was saying is with some uncertainty of the quarterback position, or I think we'll, like I have, I still, you know, if Will if Will Rogers decides to stick around, I would say that he's probably the incumbent starter because you don't want to necessarily like right now that what we know for sure is the 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 next kind of most talented quarterback that's guaranteed to be on our roster is Damon Williams. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know that you want to turn it over to a true freshman. Um, and, that, I, and don't get me wrong, we'll talk about it. Fifty pounds. <laughs> um, that kid is special. Oh like, yeah. He's watch amazing. that tape. Like if you don't giggle, I, I said it in the GC today. If you don't giggle watching some of those highlights, you're doing it wrong. Like some of those plays are just insane. And um, we, I think we were talking, tossing around, like very much is kind of Kyler Murray esque. Like just the, the some of the escapability and like creating something from nothing. And for for not a a, a super tall human, kid's got a hose. Like he can absolutely yeah. sling the football. Um, and he's going to be some three special inches taller. Things. He's a top five quarterback in the class. Yes. If he was three or four inches taller. If he's three inches taller, he's probably a top five player in the class. Oh, yeah. He could be up there like, for sure. For, with particularly with his speed. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a quarterback that we have not seen on Washington maybe ever. Um, so it's going to be very intriguing in it. But I think that the, one of the things that's going to be a key difference and where I was going with the, the Rogers conversation is I think probably if, if Will sticks around, it's going to be a different system. What Fish runs is much more multiple, is not a – he likes to throw the football, but it's not like everything is in shotgun like we were basically at all times all season. It's a mix of he'll be in shotgun, he'll be under center. It'll, um, it is very much more of a – for lack of a better term, a balanced or a multiple offense. Um, and so there again, and kind of regardless of who's under center, having a beefed up running back room is critically important. So I'm really intrigued to see what that is. And like, and we are going to have to, um, it is a different style of football that we may play next year based on the conference we're going to and the coaching change. But I'm very excited by, by the early returns. Um, and I think we can certainly, you know, kind of move into talking about it. Like, um, can I say one thing? Like, I, it's yeah. it, it's it's going to be even more important to be able to run the ball in the next conference, especially not just the defenses, but the weather, being uh, mm-hmm. the cold and up northeast a little bit too, in the Midwest. Like, yep. We're not going to California. Well, I mean, we still have a couple of California schools, but we don't have the, the desert. But they're both coming here next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the California schools, we only have two of them, sort of four. Like, the weather is going to be different. So you need to be able to run the ball. And they, I think they understand that importance, our, yep. our staff. Yep, yep. And I think that there's going to be a, a continued emphasis. I think it's clear from the staff that, you know, maybe not necessarily somebody that is a an elite runner of the football at the quarterback position, but it's certainly something that is that you have to keep an eye on the, uh, even like kind of at a bare minimum, a, a Jake Browning scrambler, mm-hmm. <laughs> as yeah, long if, as it's not the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. If they were, if, uh, if they were the coach of Penix, uh, you, you know, you know, he's to be injury prone, but he would probably have to run a little bit more if, if it was fish was coaching. So yeah, they definitely, they 
they rely on that a little bit more. Yeah, they don't have to be a dual threat, but they definitely have to be a threat in the sense of like something to at least keep off. the defense honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and but yeah, your and and your point about the weather. I think we're you know we're playing at I believe at Iowa and at Penn State next year. So like those are not you know likely to be tropical weather by any stretch of the imagination. And being able to um to really sit on the ball or or just because I, I don't I don't think that with the running backs that we have I don't think it's going to be three yards in a cloud of dust. Um, because one of the things to talk about, you know, Jonah Coleman, who was the first domino to fall, um, that guy pushes a lot of dominoes over. Um, <laughs> like my description of Jonah Coleman, if you haven't seen him play, like the dude's kind of a like a fire hydrant with a Corvette engine. <laughs> like he, like he's a bowling ball with like or a wrecking ball with a rocket powered wrecking ball. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he's a beast. He, outside of Tafita and uh, T Mac, he was uh, probably more so a T Mac actually. But he was the guy I wanted most from Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, he's so good. Uh, like it's, like I just said, he's a beast out there. He he just runs through guys, and he still got a little burst on him too. Uh, I mean, he's not gonna beat you like in a track meet, but yeah, I'm excited to have him. Uh, that, but, was, that was a. I'm but he, he was doesn't get caught from behind very often. No, either. yeah, yeah, he's not slow. I mean, just but yeah, I'm excited. His yeah, his film's no. great. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to look at Jordan Shaw's film. Certainly, I know people think pretty highly of him. Same. Um, the other kid that that flipped, uh, their kind of athlete could be linebacker, could be running back. I really liked Adam Muhammad's film. Um, he's definitely a. a it's he's got a very interesting running style and he's very much a <laughs> he's kind of he kind of gallops or he like he, he doesn't take any very many like short choppy steps all of his strides are like full length strides um but he can run away from people and he's he's not a, you know he's he's shifty enough um somebody that i certainly could see playing it you know if the measurement is you know, I think on twenty four seven it says he's six six foot one eighty. He does not look one hundred and eighty pounds to my eye. No. Um, and I think his playing weight's probably going to fall somewhere right around two hundred and five, two hundred and ten, if not even a little heavier. Um, with the new staff, uh, with uh, Coach Owens uh, going to work there, but some, some definitely some intriguing prospect there. And and then certainly again to to briefly touch on Demon Williams. Whew. Yeah, real deal. And with Muhammad, uh, we kind of t- touched on this before the uh, pod, but yeah, he might be, he seems to be like one of those diamond in the rough too. Like, I, I think, I could be wrong. If I am wrong, I'm sorry, but I think he was rated like 84 rating or something on like 247. And yeah, he's not an 84. He should be uh four star, very close to it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's definitely underrated. So I didn't really know about him, honestly, until he committed but then like i i there's video circulating around him there's like uh, so, yeah so i watched them all and yeah yeah he's three nice. to five <laughs> runs that are basically where he starts with his feet in his own end zone and the the play ends in the other one yeah <laughs> i know yeah uh and yeah williams yeah, he's he's insane uh, uh i mean i i hope we don't have to rely on him as a true freshman it's 
you know, never really want to rely on true freshman at quarterback, in my yeah. opinion. But in an ideal world, Will Rogers stays around. Yeah, that'd Demond be gets his four games, gets gets his feet wet next year, and then you know maybe takes the reins, or you know, or either either Demond or um, certainly yeah. Marmar. I I would not. Right. I, I don't want to sleep on on uh, Marmar Davis either. Um, either of them are very, very promising talents, and I would be happy to see either of them take over in 2025. Um, yeah, I hope he doesn't transfer, Davis. Uh, you know, he's put out a couple of kind of cryptic t- tweets, but who knows what that is with the high schoolers. But, I mean, because regardless if he uh, – obviously a staff left, but regardless where it goes, like he's still going to – every school probably brought in a quarterback that he's going to have to battle with anyways. And I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm old school, but I feel like you want to at least stick it out, give it a year or something, and then, you know, compete for the, assuming Will Rogers starts next week, you're somebody else, him and Williams. uh, Well, speaking of quarterbacks with mobility and and good arms, yeah, um, you you might have to imagine for a former Husky commit uh, at another big 10 school might start to be looking around considering that school took Will Howard as well as now Julian Sand <laughs> out of California, oh, uh, yeah. transferring from Bama to make way for Austin Mack. So, Reinholds. yeah, he's not in a good situation. <laughs> no, <laughs> if he wants a... to get some playing time. <laughs> no, <laughs> so which is again like anybody saying that oh we're gonna you know go four and eight next year. There is so much. Yeah, that is still still to happen. You could have you know talented players that are runner ups that could fit this system that could transfer after the spring and you know win a job in the in fall camp. Like there's just, but like I said, building it with the ground game as it looks like the staff is doing right now is a very wise and prudent quarterback course of action in my opinion. Yeah, anyone saying we're going to win four games next year right now, they have no idea. I, no one has any idea. I mean, could it actually end up we had one four games? Maybe, but like you can't, you can't predict that right now. No, it's the roster. No one's roster not, set in stone. Like it's yeah. No, I mean, way, yeah. way, way premature. Mm-hmm, exactly. So, uh, do you want to uh, touch on like some of the guys leaving? Uh, any thoughts on any of those guys? You know, obviously we have three that just recently committed to Bama and those are probably the three best. That yeah. We're I mean, in. it's, um, I've got no issue with Austin. I've got no issue with Jeremy. I certainly, like I said it in a space that I hosted last night, I would love to have seen Jeremy Bernard in this offense. Yep. He'd be wide receiver one. I mean, he's he'd probably have been wide receiver one, <laughs> Yeah, but you know, it's, but you know, it's, it's a very uncertain time. And, I I would strongly, strongly, strongly advise and ask Husky fans to temper any criticism. Don't trash the players that choose to depart. It's just, it's not a good look. Yeah. Uh, Particularly in a transfer portal era where you could see it's somebody that, you know, we could, there could be another Jeremy Bernard out there that, you know, leaves and then decides, hey, wait, you know, maybe Washington was the right place to be and comes back. Yeah, that could happen. There's a couple guys that could happen too. Uh, I, the only thing I, I wish is, again, I'm not in a shoe situation. I wish they would give Coach Fish a chance, whether that's a couple weeks or maybe state or spring ball uh, and fill it out. I mean, some of those guys right away, 
put their names in the transfer portal, portal, didn't wait until who the coach was or anything like that, mm-hmm. or didn't meet with a new coach. So I don't know. I wish it would have at least done that and given a week or so. But, but I mean, again, they're, they're kids. Yeah. But in an NIL era, that's, there's also an opportunity, and particularly with our previous, here's another thing we could kind of level at our previous staff. I don't know what necessarily, I mean, I know we had stepped up a little bit toward the tail end in terms of high school recruiting and, and the NIDLs for our incoming freshmen. But there's an element to which like they hadn't necessarily tested the market based on the relationship with the previous staff to the same extent. And the market is different now. And there's, you know, particularly there's nothing that says that if you enter the transfer portal that you can't come back out again and say, Hey, you know what, where I am is better than where I might be. Yeah. So, just, just don't go to Oregon. Jabbar yeah. talking to you mostly. I know you're not listening, but do not go to Oregon. Just don't. You can go to Texas or maybe in Alabama, but go to Texas. You're going to be on a good program, and you'll probably still start. You don't want to be probably the next Taimani Jabbar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Seriously, uh, yeah. Like if 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 his options were Oregon and I don't Indiana or something, okay, I get it. But you have good options that you can go to, get a bag, yep. start, compete for a national championship. Just don't go to Oregon. Yep. Please. Yep. All right. I think uh, any final thoughts? Um, no. I mean, like I said, I could have gone on a more of a rant for uh defraud, uh, as I call him, and others do too. Tuscaloser. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh I'll keep that a little bit more to myself, but yeah, uh like I said too, I'm I am optimistic and looking forward yep. to who we bring in. Who stays? If you guys gonna hit the net staying today, uh, yep. but yeah, still excited. Yep, yep. All right, thanks for listening, uh, Go Dogs. Um, you will hear at the tail end of the episode our support mention. We certainly appreciate uh, High God and UW Mama Jamma for their support. Um, if you'd like to support the Sound the Siren podcast, there's also a way to do that via merchandise. Uh, our merchandise can be found at redbubble.com slash people slash hooligan seven S E A also at sound dash the dash siren dot printify dot me slash products. Again, thanks for listening and go dogs. We'll be back with a special episode a little bit later this week. Uh, stay tuned. Go dogs. You can support this podcast at podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash sound the siren pod UW slash support. Thanks. Go dogs.